This is Lynn Venhouse. Carl Middleman. Dan Buffa. And we have an action-packed show today, and we're going to get to it because Carl has to go entertain America, or rather, blues fans. <laughs> That's America. It's, it's, it it's America. It's 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 NHL television. playoffs are a national big deal. And every time you hear the horn, think of Carl Middleman. Or that very bad commercial. Yeah, that's an com- insurance commercial, right? Yeah. Don't do that again. Don't do it. Before we start, I want to say go see Come From Away at the Fox Theater this weekend. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But we'll talk about John Wick next. And then around minute 23, A Dog's Journey. Minute 26, Trial by Fire. Minute 37, The Sun is Also a Star. Minute 38, The White Crow. Minute 46, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Minute 52, Wine Country. Minute 57, DVD Releases. An hour and 10 minutes, film news. An hour and 12 minutes, we'll talk about Lynn's trip to New York. And in an hour and 16 minutes, we'll talk about what's coming up next week. Well, we've had just quite the week, and so we're going to tell you all about it. Our movies that a big lineup. Let's start with the biggie biggie. that you guys saw and I didn't see, but I do love Keanu. Well, thanks to Dan and thanks to our uh, St. Louis Film Critics president, I saw all three of these films within the course of a week. Which is very fitting because all three of these films take place in the course of a week. Yeah. John Wick. Except the timeline is kind of weird because she gives them a week. I guess he's traveling from Man, the United to States Morocco. to Morocco and then Morocco and back. But then like they say he was on a boat. So let's yeah. say it's been a week and a half since the events half. of John Wick Ten won. days. So, so what what does parabellum mean? Parabellum means prepare for war. It is a Latin phrase. Yes, and uh, Ian McShane says it. And, and of course, Ian McShane, who can just like Lawrence Fishburne, he makes everything sound like poetry when he says right. it. You know, because you <laughs> have Ian like, McShane's very funny. Because you have Keanu Reeves who says things in like three word phrases, like "Yeah, I get it." I'm back. Which is one of the best parts is where I guess I'm back. is where Halle Berry goes. My dog was shot. Trust me, I get it. It's just one of the so, it, yes. Halle Berry's in this movie. We thought is. it'd be Carrie Ann Moss. She plays Sophia. She might be Carrie Ann Moss. Might be in the fourth film because this sets up for the fourth. It film. does. Very, oh, wait, we're talking about John Wick, by the way. John Wick Three: Parabellum. Mm-hmm. It started out in 2014. It it, it, it on, on a very it's slim a, budget. It's a very solid film, and it's the same filmmakers each it time. It is Chad Stilitsky and Derek Derek Kolstad. Chad Stilitsky, of course, was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in The Matrix, and right. I think like The Matrix. John Wick films are reimag- reinvigorating action films because unlike 99% of action films where the camera is up close and it's claustrophobic and it's confusing. And jump cuts. Chad Stilisky pulls back the camera so you could see that it is hand-to-hand combat. Choreography. Long shots, uncut. I mean, there's a there's a Birdman-like sequence in the first part of the movie that involves a lot of knives. Yeah. And it's just... If you don't like knives, like my wife oh. hates knives, this oh, is like man. the first one that's had an extended it knife is. sequence. There's more knives in this movie than guns. And it's it just... The thing that I, I, I like this movie probably the most of the three is because there's real stakes involved. In the first two films, he's kind of just... Oh, he's got a well, mission. Well, you understand the fir- in the first one. You understand yeah. what's just happened. Yeah, in the first film, of course, the loss of his dog, the death of his wife, kind of triggers him to get back in the game. Who is and he the, exactly? Who is John He is a, a world-famous assassin called the Baba Yaga, who basically the is boogeyman. known throughout the whole criminal underworld as the guy that... He's basically like the Liam Neeson of this world. You don't want to mess with him. He's, and, he's the guy they called when you need someone taken out. So what made the matter. film so good is that in, in the first film, the tongue-in-cheek humor... 
It started out with with the late Michael Nyquist. Uh, this um, film's dedicated to him, by the way. It, oh, that's great. Aww. Yeah, I he, love him in the, he in played, the uh, Dragon Tattoo movie. He played the Russian gangster who basically son. asks John Leguizamo's mechanic, basically kind of like a hitman Who's friend. Who's not in this one. He's not in this one. He tells him when he asks why John Leguizamo punched his kid, and he goes, well, sir, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And the way that Michael Nyquist said, oh... It just that was the kickoff. You knew of the whole everything. Movie. You knew everything that was that going was to it. happen in the rest of it. And each movie has been longer than the last yes. one. Yes, and um, and, and it cool. all takes place in a week. It and a does. Half, we said. And the, the films do. They expand the universe. In part two, they went to Italy, and this time they go to Morocco. I, I actually think I think part two is better because the part two you weren't ex- after our, seeing the that's first a good one. Defense. The first one you get the whole premise. The second it's one the they tale. just go. Bat shit crazy. They do, and, and and common played a good adversary. Oh my gosh, that was a great fight and with those two. Of course, they just they, they stretch out. But the reason I like part three is because they just it, it, there's there's stakes, and I like the way Halle Berry came into it. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne gets a little bit more to do in this one, and Angelica Asia. Houston. Uh, Kate Dillon from the Showtime series Billions, who she drives Paul Giamatti. Nah, not she. She, oh, she's, they. They. My bad. They give Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti a hard time in that series. And in this one, she's basically like the breaker of men. She just gives... She's not quits. Give her her... I'm give trying. the person their pronoun. Yes. They... Lynn, this actor is non-binary. Non-binary. And so... And but, really, they... It's kind of a first thing. It, it, they are a very rare thing in Hollywood. Right. So... And, and they're very... They're very... They open about everything and, and there's so and there's two movies really things that they have been in and it's billions where they give damian lewis's hedge fund manager and paul giamatti's u.s attorney a hard time they give john wick and pretty much everybody, everybody. attached to john wick so they anyone that helped john wick in the second film so or basically had anything she plays to do with them, the high tables educator educator basically and, adjusts things in a very mean and violent way uh they go to see Lawrence fishburne they say well you gave john wick a gun in chapter two that he took on a member of the high table you have seven days you're fired uh they go to see ian machane's winston and they say well you gave him an hour so you're fired and of course and of course i don't know i think she they i'm gonna get that right (laughs) it's okay they they are very well cast in this movie because like they're used in they're, billions they are just kind of a, a kind of a a, uh, a pest they are very they're very good at this they're kind of like the winston character because they're on the other uh, side they're above the fray yeah. they they don't do any of the other uh, they are kind of like the auditor they have of their this hands world. off they let everybody else do the dirty work and they just make sure everything happens both both of those characters and, and, and one of the best things about what they do is they keep everybody on their toes and that's the intricate details of Chad Stilisky's oh, film this, this was a that. is that it's not just action and fighting. There is rules in this world, and it comes to the Continental, which John Wick broke at the end of Chapter Two. Which stars which, is going to make which, as a series? Oh, can I just leave it alone? No, it's going to be called the Continental, and it will be a prequel. I hope Stilisky's involved. Well, I also hope that uh, Lance Riddick is involved because he's Sharon. awesome. 
He's awesome. He's and great. They, this is the first time they ever mentioned his name in the I know. movie. Yes. It, it, usually he's just the guy that, that's at the he's front the desk. He's based the concierge. Yeah, oh, that, that, that's that guy. It takes the guy that takes care of Wick's dog, dog. basically. <laughs> in the second and in this third one too. I mean, that's a not beautiful spoilery. pit bull, which is great. And there's a great scene. In well the beginning. trained dog. I know. For and having the, him, for having that dog for four days. Also, it's really well trained. In this movie, there's dogs. Uh, yes. Halle Berry Sophia has two German shepherds trained. who are. Trained like martial artists, they are outfitted in Kevlar. They go vests. for the gun. <laughs> they go for the gut, the balls, the gun hand. Yeah, the gun, the balls, and the shoulder, and the head, and everything else. Uh, Halle Berry, who's kind of been, you know, a little bit flagging around Hollywood as far as what she she has a great role here. Her dialogue is horrible. I, 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 she okay. hasn't been good since her Oscar. But she's well. She's. Uh, I think her dialogue fitting. She reads it just like Keanu Reeves does. I know, but that means the dialogue's bad, and he's pulling off something. That, when she st- when he says, "We'll be even," and then she says. No, we'll be less than even. That was good. That doesn't make sense. It does. It was, that, that means, means that, he owes her. That means he owes her. And, well, why and, didn't she just say he owes her? There's a better way to say it, though. Less than even means that, you know, it, instead of saying more than even. With the look on her, she doesn't pull that line Oh, off. I think I she does. Think so. She looks at him, and, and, and let me tell you, the, the physicality she brings to the role she does. really helps out here. But it also balances out. It's not just Keanu Reeves throwing punches. Well, it is... You know, Halle Berry in one sequence in Morocco where she, where let's just say they get into some trouble with Bronn from Game of Thrones, who <laughs> plays uh, the I maker really, of the coins. I really wanted somebody to get pitched into that uh, molten. I yeah, I really thought that yeah. would have been cool. But I, I just did, like in these happen. movies, they don't kill everybody. You know, somebody would get wounded. Yeah, uh, I, Angelica Houston's character, who basically is related to. Mr. Yeah, you find out a little bit more yeah, about his past. It bit. kind of reminded me of uh, Natasha Romanoff's past mm-hmm. in, Black in, in Avengers, where you see how where he came from, and you know that, and you find out that John Wick's not his real name, and his, his real name's kind of weird. But well, he's from Belarus. He is. He's and, from Belarus, and so he's got a John Wick is his well, the once, American version. But of once that. again, and I think the thing that the thing that ties these together is Keanu Reeves. He's going to be fifty-five in September. And these movies, kind of like Halle Berry, he was like Halle Berry back in 2014. He was kind of a guy who was just doing these and doing this. He'd made but, his money already. But via um, 87.11, which is one of the best stunt academies in Hollywood, he, as Chad Stileski said, he is not trained to be an actor. He, they train him to be a stuntman. He does all the judo. He does all the martial arts. He does all the gunplay. And even in this one, since Keanu Reeves is an avid motorcycle rider, he rides a motorcycle. He rides a horse. These films don't work without Keanu Reeves' that dedication. Because as the stunt guy said, you know, most actors just kind of want to learn a few moves. They want to so look they good can on be, camera. So they can look good. Look good. Keanu Reeves wants to be like one of those guys. He wants to be a stuntman. And but he's doing the, the he's doing the he's doing the Liam Neeson. I mean, he roles. is, and he's just doing he's doing. He, the, Liam says he's not going to do him anymore. No, he he's doing the gunplay. He's doing the flips. I mean, you know, he's getting flipped. He's getting thrown through glass. And a lot and he's more people get shot up. in the head yeah. this time. And Mark. Uh, Dakakos, I think is his name. He's yeah. Iron Chef. Yes. And he is the new adversary in this one. He, he's great. He's great. Because he kind of looks like he's pulled from the Enter the Dragon phase. He has that look on his face like, you know. Which is based on a, it, it's derivative of Enter the Dragon, which is derivative and also of, the raid. Of, of a, of a uh, Orson Welles film. So it is. So nothing's new in Hollywood. And I also think that, that the Room of Glass is very derivative of the, 
first of the second part, chapter two, the room of the neon mirrors. I, it's it's almost the same thing, but it's this a little more different the way that better. they can disappear. Yeah, the way that that it's almost like a maze. Like mm-hmm. you'll you'll be in front of the guy, and then they'll look for you, and you'll be behind the glass. But all the fights, I mean, there's there, there's a gun there's a gunplay in a pool. There's a, a knife fight. <laughs> Which is true. You only, it, that, it's Mythbusters exhausting. did that whole thing. You only have to be four feet away from someone to uh, survive a bullet shot in a and pool And the cool thing water. is that the slow motion, you, you can see, see the it. bullet coming out of it. It's like bullet time from and The Matrix, but in slow. Because four feet, the, it's so displaced, the bullet will not get to you. So you need to be four feet away. And John Wick realizes that, so he swims he up to the guy. And just the little parts where you know he he's trying to get to the Continental and get on safe ground, he puts his hand on the steps in this one sequence. Um, it, it's kind of an it's an action ballet. I mean, and I think there's yes. there's traces of ballet with Angelica Houston's character, who's basically a ballet director and a mafia member. Um, all the supporting characters are great. I, I love the way they bring in these great actors like Lawrence Fishburne, like Asia Kate Dillon, who's very high at the moment mm-hmm. due to Billions. I mean, when I watch they in this movie, I see the Billions character, but I, I see they more powerful. Right. Because, she, you know, they, they come in and they just kind of, they don't put the screws to John Wick. They put the screws to everybody, everybody. he knows. They're just doing their job. I'm, I was just glad that they didn't come near the dog. Like, be nice <laughs> to the pit bull, okay? It, it, Does, oh, so if anybody hasn't seen these before, uh, should they see three yes. or should they get... You should see all three of them. I, I, th- I think if you, it, you'd if be you lost. did, you'd you be confused. You wouldn't know why. I mean, they allude to the they previous do. two... Character chapters, but they don't really say what happened. I think in order, I think you have to. It's just kind of like going into the Continental. You have you see one like, floor after another. Every every movie explores which more, is a real building on Wall Street. <laughs> it is. It's a very cool building. The sets are great. They do a lot of New York City. They do Morocco. It's just these movies, and this is why I I, I like. I think they get better with each one. Is that they keep building the world up and up I, and they add intricate details i like the second one better because here's here's it's what, arguable it, it, it's, it's, it was hard for me but i thought about it today and i like this one a little but bit I, I i would go two one three because one sets up the whole world uh-huh. and it's it, and it's hard to do an origin story especially if you're going to do something like this and they set it up the reason i like two better than three is because one and two were finite you if you if it ended with one you would have been fine yeah if it ended with two you would have been used oh he's on the run for the rest but of the his reason, life and, yeah. but, and but this is empire but strikes the reason, back the reason that I, I think this one is better number one is the stakes are there it puts kind of a timer on these guys yeah, but number michelle two, monahan's not in this movie number two yeah but she doesn't really have to be and, and she, she's there in an image number two the bad guys i, I think mark dacacos and he's and uh, they asia dylan asia kate dylan they are great and the characters give more to do. And number three, this is the third film. This is where they become yes, but tiresome. It's, but it's 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 still fresh. It's a half. It's three and a half. It, it's setting it up before. It doesn't really but end. Usually, this is where sequels go to die. Is where they become tiresome and cliche. John Wick finds a ways to be more inventive, to be original. They take action sequences that we that we think we know, and then they turn them on their head. That's why I like this one the most. But number two is great. Number one is great. I mean, all these movies are great. And the fact that the reason they're so great is a dedication to the craft. Well, Chad Stilisky hated the way movies were shot. He right. hated the way action scenes it's were all shot. Too close. It's too and close. It's too you jump can cuts. tell it's stunt doubles, as I will always say, Die Hard when 
Bruce Willis is thrown into a wall. You can tell that's not Bruce. It's wimpish Bruce. You suck. Uh, these movies, <laughs> well, he's are, an old it, man. it's all that. Well, not then he wasn't. Not in 88. And dedication to the, the craft makes these films great. So, But it, I it, it, it. Is, this film also is not for everyone. Oh, no, it's not. There it, are a lot of people I, getting shot in the face. It's I exhaust- heard it was ultraviolet. It there, is very, oh, this yeah. is action porn. Do not bring your child to no. this. Don't bring anyone under There's the age of There's a scene of where a guy is stabbed 15. slowly through the eye in a very close quarter. But I do think it's that, not for everyone. Oh, no, it's not. And, but. and and there are people that kind of maybe even will like this type of yeah. movie. But it it might be too much for them. It will, if, but it's very desensitizing. And after also, the tenth person. And usually, kill. what I do, what I say is, is, is you know, here when I walk into movie theater, I want something different. And being that it's I grew different. up, I grew up on action. To be able to do something like this and make it seem fresh and original all these years later, and in the third film, still holding strong, that's a that's a big leap. And the again, CGI it, blood spatter is still good. It starts. So with, you think no. uh, Keanu's going to do number four? He should. They have to. He should. They have to do. Number, number four. four leave, number three leaves it more open than number two did. Right. Number two, he was just on the. And run. of course, it, it ends with a great short. Keanu Reeves line reading. That's right. just great. I mean... He's better when he reads short. He is. But, but I do no, like he him does, a lot. He, does have some, he has some scenes where he, he does. does speeches, but and, he's... And the thing about... I almost think, end. I almost think that like his past and how people view him helps him play this character. Like when he just said, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. That just kind of helped because you knew about Ted. Mm. You knew about Neo. But, yeah, I mean, well, he's aged well, and I also think it's, he's he had is. some tragedies he's, he's in his He's now done 45 different roles. Vulture just ranked them I know. Them all. 97 movies, a, a role credits according to IMDb. Wow. And the thing is, you know, he does do a lot of work, but this is his bread and butter. I mean, action has always been his bread and butter. He, I mean... He wasn't as good in, in, in the Matrix films as they got ridiculous with each one. Well, that's not his fault. That's, oh, and it's not. Yeah, that's, no, but he did his part. Siblings' fault. In yeah. this one, he plays kind of like a blend of a Neo and then a Brian Mills from Taken. He's a guy who can just take a beating and keep on coming back. But I love the details how that he runs out of ammo. He he gets beat up. It isn't like he doesn't. But I mean, that, that was the thing about the first two films that I I loved the pacing of it. That he is no one would come to attack him or try to kill him. While he's reloading, this time he he gets in. That actually makes this a little better. But he is in situations where he's out of ammo. In the first one, you would wait. He'd be getting loaded, and then all of a sudden somebody would show up. Yeah. Perfect timing. In this one, he's out of ammo and just using bodies as shields while he, while the, he steals their a scene ammo. scene towards the end where, let's just say, the bad guys come uh, – ready to fight because mm-hmm. they have special Kevlar and that's kind of good he's like we need better guns <laughs> it's just great and then yeah, armor piercing and, and again <laughs> it's just it's the tongue in cheek humor it's the elite action that's what sets these films apart and I, and I think even a casual film goer can like these movies but it is exhausting action that is and the one catch CGI the, the, I don't want to give something away but there is there is a CGI sequence in a stable the first one is good the second one looks like a cartoon <laughs> i know what you're talking about you, and you saw it and the first one was like oh that's really cool oh they did it again Ooh, it looks just, worse the second oh, time no. the first one the, the first time was great my favorite fight is the first one that takes place in, in, in a library i mean it's just the first fight it happens so out of the ordinary and i just love the way john wick goes you sure you want to do this, Boris? And, and it's <laughs> I just, still have 10 minutes. I still, and, and it's also a real basketball player playing that role. So, 
And that just right then and there, it just it tells you what the movie's but, but, about. But you think blind. like you think in the Born Identity, somebody he beats somebody up with a magazine. Yeah, this is the same thing oh. with a book. And of course, oh, it was but wow. more more violent. Is that the studio sent me that book? And really? They sent me that book, and it opens up, and I have a coin, and I have a lock key box. You have a marker. I have a marker. And did you get a picture of Michelle Bonham? So I'm going to use it now. I'm going to come to a screening and go. Hey, Tom Stockman, I got a marker for you. <laughs> and I'm just going to do that. And like a very cheap suit, not what he wears, which is basically like, you know, state of the art so fitted. Do they have to still pay Michelle Monaghan to use her image for the third time? She, she's she been on. Is she, she the dead She's wife? been dead the entire time. And, and she's been in flashbacks in the but first I will movie. Say, and uh, the thing well, that attracted me. wife in yeah. the, the thing that attracted me yes, in these movies impossible. in the first place was that picture. That she was going to be mean, in it? They're just so well played. Is that because you have to, as Frank Grillo once told me, if you don't have that that humanistic touch you don't care about John the link at all. to humanity the link to humanity I mean you can tell which is that why he wants to keep he being once alive. got out of this life he once got out of this life for, for five a woman, years and she ended up changing him even in death she has changed and him she, forever allegedly I don't I don't know where people get this they say that she didn't know anything about his past life no but I think it, it was almost like when he got out he erased everything that he did that they, they kept that quiet it's almost like they sealed it away and of course, whenever he was cutting onions, he goes, "You cut those in two seconds?" Yeah, I cut it. You know, whatever. But uh, I, I think that it's just these. <laughs> you do a good she's been dude. she's been on screen more than any other dead character yeah, in the history. But, of but I will say, as far as being on screen and making a really good impact, she does it because in this movie, every movie, it's like he has to stop and go. I mean, look at this picture again. And he has a to, picture of her. Again. He does. The, but there's this time. There's no flashback because he in the second one he broke the phone that had his video, and he kept watching this video over yeah. and over. What are you doing? It's, and, it's the, a video and then on a the, beach. and then in the second one, the phone broke. Because in the first film, it, you know, he's sitting there, at, you know, bloodied, and you, you mm-hmm. think that you think that the movie's gonna is showing End. you the ending mm-hmm. that, that he's gonna die, and he's lying there looking at this video. So what that's what really doing, started John? the whole movie, mm-hmm. and it's still there. Well, I'm glad that Keanu's reinvented himself, and that uh, he's, he's 55 uh, and he's still doing all these. So stunts. if you yeah. want to see what he's Vulture, worked hard at it. If you want to see what the New Yorker and Vulture oh, think okay. of the of the 45 roles of Keanu Reeves, because they they group them all together. Uh, Where's you my can probably, favorite Point Break? Where's uh, that? Point at? Break? It's not in the top ten. I okay. think a very underrated role is Constantine. He was good in that. Constantine movie. is yeah. men. Well, they have Devil's them all. Advocate. He's I'll married give you to the, Charlize Theron. Yes. Well, they he, had two movies together. I just love where he has that lighter and he goes, oh, oh, darn. November, which yeah. is the mentally unsale person. So, and the, I do like him as the doctor, and something's got to give. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Francis well, Mc, you know, Francis McDormand was even fawning over him. Well, you know. Um, I'll give you the top two. The, you're not going to guess what the second one is, but the first one, it, well, you know what? If Speed? you're going to go see it, Speed's, no, Speed's not in the top two. The Richard Linkletter film, A Scanner Darkly, is oh, in the top yeah, he's, two. Oh, that's good. That's good for him, too. And then the other one in the top two. I'm not, I won't tell you which one's which one, uh, but the, Neo is the other one. Of oh, course. yeah. The role that Will Smith oh, yeah. almost played. Right. That's going to be his most famous. But if you want to see which one is number one. I hope that John Wick becomes Theater, his most famous. Uh, John, John Wick Logan. is in the top. I don't know if I think it's in the top ten, but I don't know if it's the top five. Because in the, in, in the Matrix, he had like there was no soul, there was no backbone in his well, character. The only f- good one's the first one. But it yeah. was so different; it made my head hurt. It did. <laughs> and of course, that that that, that was well, 
when, when, when he's running for that telephone, there is something about that. I didn't know what was going on. All right, so, All right, so, so what's let's, next? Let's move okay, on to a so, dog's so journey. They, you for 35 minutes that, on John Wick yeah, 3. Uh, a dog's 20, journey. 20, 20. I, heard, I heard this was good. Oh, yeah, we didn't start on time. I heard this was good. A dog's journey? Really? The Josh Gad sequel to the other dog's reincarnated purpose. dog. A dog's purpose with Dennis Quaid. Josh Gad playing the voice of the dog. Look at Dennis Quaid back in the movies. Two movies in a yes. month. And insurance. And so he's got... <laughs> so, okay. He might have The dog keeps to getting off. reincarnated, yeah. trying to get its be- way Dana's back bail. to... It's very... It's very... Uh, spiritualistic the first one I, I i will say a deep tease ladies and gentlemen is that uh lynn told me about a casting news that i was i had not heard yet so deep tease let's just say a big role has been filled and we'll talk yeah, about we're that we'll talk about that later but uh, none other than tom stockman said it was really good really see i i, I can't bring I can't myself imagine. to watch this over john Wick three or even <laughs> the white crow which is ray fine's new film mm-hmm. about the russian belly well dancer. I, di- I didn't see it i saw the first one and that would make me not go see the second one. i and watched then, the first one at home it and then okay. there was another dog movie that was out that has nothing to do with this series and, and he's that was a, been a dog guy who josh tom gad Stock, no oh. tom but Stock, he did like he paddington too so this is kind of like his yeah, animal genre yeah, he said dog's journey was well so paddington too is the paddington films are really underrated I yeah think they are. paddington too was underrated I he think. said dog's journey was so wonderful well i didn't see Whoa, it and wonderful. because the first one was awful i wouldn't see it well the if second, you're a dog first one person just, you're gonna watch the first it. one was average but i watched it at home so is it like those Homeward Bound Lynn. movies? Yep. Microphone. Oh, is it like those Homeward Bound movies? <laughs> You're driving across yes. the room. Hey. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's who the why, dog keep where? the dog wants to get back to in the first one because I, I can only speak from experience from the first one because that's the only one I saw. The dog wants to get back to uh, Dennis Quaid. But the dog keeps dying, and the dog keeps Generate, getting yeah. reincarnated. It's almost a multi- oh, I heard about this. Hey, it's almost like a multiverse of dog souls. Right. It's and very then, Christian. And yeah, and John. No, well, John I don't know. Ortiz. John Ortiz gets killed. Yeah, <laughs> John Ortiz gets killed, and the oh. dog just stays by his side. Because you think, because like the dog's been getting reincarnated, you think that the dog is going to get killed, saving <laughs> John Ortiz's life. Nope, John Ortiz just gets shot, and the dog sits there. Oh, is this a dog's purpose? The one when when Sony no, this is a dog's journey. Okay, when uh, when Sony showed us the whole shebang of their reel last year, what they were coming. I think yep. we saw. Yep. I think Did we, we saw a dog's, dog's journey. That's where we there. had to Venom see that. Venom was on there. Ugh. That was like a slate of upcoming. It was like unique trailers that the public hadn't seen that we were getting able right. to see. That's like what we did when I did at the Disney thing. Now, now I'm thinking. Yeah. I, well, I, you were there. You know, I was there. I, I yeah. yeah. And then, I then they didn't show us Shaft. And then they didn't show us, um, what was the other one that they didn't oh, show us? Oh, there was us? a bunch of them. They uh, didn't show us. Come on, Sony. They did show us Holmes and Watson. No, they oh. did. Oh, yeah, they did. That's like just a bit. In Shoot the, in your memory. That's enough. All right, <laughs> yeah. let's move on to okay, Trial we, by Fire. Yes, okay. This is based on a true story. It is uh, Cameron Todd Willingham, and he is stereotypical white trash 1991 on my birthday december 23rd he is at home taking care of his two uh, one-year-old twins and a two-year-old daughter three little girls and a fire breaks out and he tries to save them he takes a crowbar to the window but it creates this fireball inferno well, he's such he a. He added oxygen to the fire. Well, he's such yeah. a. He's such a. He hasn't watched Backdraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's such a 
low life that immediately he the police and they think, think he, he did, it. did it and they just are convinced so he's pretty much railroaded at the trial his his uh, defense lawyer goes no questions your honor i mean that's how bad of a defense lawyer he is so they took all these witnesses testimony and they twisted them around and they paid people it was it's really weird so anyway he goes to prison. He is played by Jack O'Connell, who was Louis Zamperini in Unbroken. Unbroken. And he's very good in this. And Laura Dern, eight years later, Laura Dern plays this white savior. Uh, she is an advocate, and she is going to work on getting him out. Uh, Jeff Perry is very good as this uh, special forensic. Hurst. Yeah, Hearst. Special forensic a guy who says the the evidence is wrong the art it's not arson well all these cops and judges i mean nobody's listening it's crazy they thought and that he started rick perry was, was part of the innocence project yes yeah, part of the innocence project rick perry was governor then mm-hmm. oh yeah he distanced himself from this because they were giving because he was trying to cover for the state yes he replaced three people on the forensics board because they were gonna they were gonna overturn it yeah i remember i remember the case yeah so this is it it's directed by edswick who did blood diamond legends of the fall he's from and boston Glory. and edswick, he also boston. won emmys for 30 something mm. and he uh was a producer on shakespeare in love so he has an oscar well, he is he's very sincere in this, but it is very heavy handed. And well, yeah, because it's about a man who was sentenced to death for something he probably didn't do. Yeah, and so it, yeah, it, I mean, it reignites the whole debate about uh, capital punishment, punishment. Makes you think. Um, it's pretty over the top. So I give How's it a Laura C. Dern? Okay, so she is so her in you, her angel mode. So when you say over the top, do you mean that they just kind of beat you over the head with this injustice, or is it just the way they tell yes, the story? Yes, like okay, it's the way they tell the story. Could like, it have been done better by somebody else? Well, I don't know because no, Edwick is pretty good. Yeah, he's does, good. Does, does Edwick does he does he drink Zwickle? I admire him. I think they let their emotions rule. I think they're they're too much. Well, yeah, honestly, you, you know, it's very, but you very said Jack O'Connell was. You said that he was good though. Now, how is as he said? How is Laura Dern? Is she good? She's good, but she's not as good as she but is. But she's you're saying it's thirty on something. Big Little Lies, HBO show. Yeah, she plays a for instance, uh, he goes to prison, and it's so stereotypical because the, he gets beat up. The, he gets he beat kids. up. Uh, they call him baby boy. killer. They call him baby killer. The guard oh, yeah. hates him and does all this stuff to him. But then magically, the guard has a. 180 turn and they bond over the Dallas Cowboys and the, when he gets executed the, the guard is like tearing up and everything. It's just one of those things where they had to condense and make uh, you say the 180. Well, yeah it was, it was a, speaking of New Yorker it was an article based on an article from the New Yorker. So basically yeah. they had to condense a timeline to make it into a movie. Well yeah. no because the article is like 30 pages long. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 2009. This David Graner, is it? I put that in my review. Um, there is a documentary about this. Yes, I hear that is really good. Yeah, which is probably probably better because this is just you know it's got all these people looking real guilty on their face go, we have to make a movie out of this no you don't yeah well they, they, they look documentary you know the acting like well, yeah, they they have leave uh, it there then mm-hmm. they have and then they have this effect <laughs> well, where they have the the oldest dead daughter 
come to him in the cell and oh, talk to him like a real person. No. And uh, Just, he has that you know, all the time. Hollywood, and then, yeah. yeah. Hollywood, and then, if you're listening, don't make a movie out of Three Identical Strangers. Please just leave that documentary mm-hmm. alone. I know. And then when he um, is executed, they spend an inordinate t- amount of time showing how cruel it is. Well, yeah. yeah. The lethal well, injection. And it's, John Oliver just did a whole thing on it. Yeah, yeah. I actually, my dad told me about the John Oliver things. I thought, is it relatively painless? My dad's like, no, it's no, not. It's no, painful. It's not. Is it, it basically feels like gasoline's in your veins? Well, no. He he said it feels like. I mean, the first shot makes it feel like, like you're, you can't breathe. You, you, you suffocate. And then it feels well. Like, the first shot's supposed to numb you. The yeah, second but shot's it supposed really to put you it. to sleep. And then the third shot. So basically, to... imagine if you think you're drowning and you can't move. Right. And, and then the third shot and you basically can't, makes you sure, can't tell them that it's not working. The third shot makes your heart explode, basically. Yeah. So I gave it a C. Oh, well, it's because I, they, yeah. here's why they made the movie because of the article and the documentary, and they want to keep telling people about the Innocence Project. They they want to abolish the death penalty. They think 153 people have been wrongly executed. And since, but yeah, but yeah. 60 Minutes has done stuff. There, it, it's it's not like people don't know about right. it. Right, and then Dead Man Walking. Right, you know, very good and, movie. And yeah, which is yeah, you but know, he wasn't he wasn't innocent. Yeah, but this guy is it, no. it very clearly shows that he's innocent. He well, doesn't the really evidence have a shows that he didn't do it. Yeah, and they suppressed evidence. He wasn't like, an innocent person, but as in but many he didn't crimes, kill his kids. In many crimes, a lot of a lot of times you don't really know. Well, no, the fire. I I remember the case. The fire chief said. Because they said immediately, oh, this is accelerant. And they're like, no, this is where he kept his uh, Weber grill. And so there was lighter fluid all over there because that's where they I kept their grill. I think about a scene from Manchester by the Sea where what happens to him and his kids, that he, people would have thought, okay, that, that's arson. No, it wasn't. Well, the, uh, another if they thing wanted is to get him, If they wanted to charge him with murder, there, they could have. They could have. His and, mother abandoned him, and he had a terrible child, and everybody thought he was just trouble. And so, so they just... Like he was a bad guy, but he didn't kill this his This sounds kids. like a right. TV he movie loved the his, week. Yeah, that's what, exactly like those David Letterman, I want my kids back kind of movies. <laughs> so that's this is the movie you, you turn on on yeah. Sunday night when there's nothing to do. Right. And that's just yeah, what if it you want to feel depressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is it is depressing and uh this this real person Elizabeth Gilbert who Laura Dern plays, she's still working on the Innocence I'm have project to watch this movie. and they're trying no, to no. convince Watch the doc. I I I've, I've already told Megan I'd watch it. So. Watch the doc. And also, yeah, I had to get I had to re Well, because my yeah, my, my link expired and so oh, I had to ask too. about it. I had to re-get So now they're on it. me. I had to get You said it you were going to watch this movie. Um, and then Lynn and I, we all trashed it. <laughs> so yeah, I sent my that. review already to Megan. I'm sorry. I probably Last night when I talked about it on KTRS, I said it's probably a B minus, C plus. Well, see, but see that, and that, what that, did Jay think about that? That well, sounds that like, so your review her. sounds less than that, though. Or, or is it that does. because of Jack O'Connell? I think is Jack O'Connell was it? good. And then I thought, yeah. well, the topic, it does make you think. It does right. make, you know. That's why they made it. But then when you think about the over-the-top stuff, it's just like, oh, the, dear. The but idea the, it belongs was good, on but lifetime. the follow-through was bad. Right. It's not executed well. Mother may they sleep did, with danger. Was, yeah. They, Ed's th- wick, man. What's up with you, dude? I know. They did You did the, glory. Uh, letters and Blood Diamond. And, f- and, 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 and Flight. And uh, on flight, yeah, with Denzel, oh, one oh. of the most powerful confessional things at the end. That is Denzel, that is, one of his best acting. Oh, when he breaks into yeah. the mini bar. Oh, everybody, oh, no, the whole when the, that went, scene yeah. where he just tells him and and he stops. He goes, "That's because I'm an alcoholic." That is just they, <laughs> when you want acting school, 
Watch that scene. Oh yeah, that that's a that's a great better movie. Edswick films. So uh, they use this guy's letters. They use um, at the end, and and all these like horrible things happen. And this one guy wants to recant his testimony. He's watching the TV, and he realizes he so lied I'm on the ask stand. You the, I'm going to ask you the pivotal question: Should people go see this in theaters or not? No, just watch all it. Right, good. Just no. watch it streaming. There it's has a, to be. I, yeah. I, I like that. I've, I've even forced myself to go. Even the ones you think, okay, well, he's good, but the movie you have to give that. You have to be on one side or the okay. other. Okay. Now yeah. let, let's go back for a second for John Wick. I saw the first two. At home, mm. and I saw the third one in the theater. Mm. I did not need to see it in the theater. I didn't need to, and it's an IMAX. Do you really need to see John Wick three in IMAX? Oh, I think you have to see IMAX? John Wick three in the theater. You have to. I saw the first two uh, at home, and they were fine. I don't know. I think they, they they play better because of the action and the stunts in the theater, though. And the laughter, the crowd, and the laughter. It's just a combination of it all. See that, that that's something where you have a simplistic idea and plot, but it's just nailed completely. Right. Well, uh, this the this guy died in two thousand four at age thirty six. So they've been fighting for him. Yes, since since then, then because they. They have not. This guy uh, is playing some persecuted dudes, man. Lewis and oh, now this guy. I know. He should act more. I mean, really. really that should. scene in, in, in Unbroken where he has to lift up that log. I mean, that is really well done by Angelina oh, Jolie. Oh, my God. The stuff he has to go through in Unbroken. All right. So, yeah. So that's the deal there. Emily Mead, you might know if you watch The Leftovers on HBO, she plays yep. his wife. And, a, and uh, they did not. Get, and then they said they, they had a fight, and she was not necessarily. In his corner at the trial. Well, she testifies she was. that he was a good dad, and then she switches. Right. Because so. of her peer pressure and her mother. Right. Yeah, it shows all that. You know, it's like, it shows, it's so obvious. You know, when I say Captain Obvious wrote it, mm-hmm. it's just not a well, um, Well, you know, there's better ways to make a point. Look at the hurricane, Denzel again. In Hurricane. Mm. Well, let's let's move on to uh, something yes. else from another source. This is based on a young adult novel. The Sun is also a star. Yeah. It's all about immigration. And did anyone see it? No. No. <laughs> Dan? Which one? The Sun is also a star. I did not. I, I wanted to, but money nights are hard. It looked kind of cute. It's based on the, the, the novelist of Everything Everything. It's another best-selling novel. She um, is Jamaican, and he the is... The guy is from Crazy Rich Asians. Well, I was going to say he is, I want to say Korean. And yeah. he's, they're both immigrants, and she she doesn't want to fall in love because she's her family's being deported the next day. Oh. And so they fall in love, and it's based on a book. The Sun is also a star. And it's a young adult novel. Which can be good, can be pretty saccharine, but... <laughs> um, I was in New York and I did not get the Colbert tickets for Monday nights. So. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So then Dan saw the other movie that's big this that's opening up this week, The White Crow. It is. It is based on uh, Rudolf Nureyeva and the I ballet just dancer. Say it. And it is played by Oleg Ivinko, who is making his acting debut in this film. Is directed. Let me guess. He was a dancer. Um, I, I I don't know, but I would believe it because he, he does do most. Own? Yes, he does most of his own dancing. Uh, Ray Fiennes directed this and co-stars as Pushkin, which was one of uh, Nureyev's most influential teachers. It is written by Academy Award nominee uh, nominated screenwriter David Hare. Uh, or I guess that's how you say H A R E. Hair. Hair. Yeah. So it's got some great talent. Unless he's foreign, then it might be hooray. Oh, hooray. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a, a very intriguing story. I think 
what, uh, of course, he, he was a dancer in 1961, right in the middle of the Cold War. So when he wanted to dance, he was, of course, escorted around the nation by Russian operatives and officers and who he wanted to defect. He, he wanted to defect and really the big thing is he had friends that were french and so they didn't like him talking to the french they didn't like him going out for parties after yeah, the but dance how many, how many he was other... quite the party he, he was he, he was a big party and he was also a very arrogant young man because he wanted to live he his knew life he was good he knew he was good but he also knew that he wanted his freedom he wanted to be well, able to live and have friends but even in 1961 russia he was still the top of the top of the food chain over there so he was not like living he wasn't in bread lines. I know, but yeah. well, but, they take those kids when they're little, and if they are, they, do. they have aptitude for ballet. They put them in and school I, right I away. I have like a lot of respect call. for these ballet dancers because what they do to their bodies, especially their feet, it's just it, it's a physical Ugh, transformation. That's gross in John Wick. Too. Yes, it is. And I <laughs> well, imagine poor Rudolph um, probably had the same had issues. a few things. Yeah, Rudy, well, as they call him. Well, one of the things about Ru- uh, Nuriev is he was very muscular, very he athletic. Was, and, he was a new breed of ballet. Right. And they found they, he was an athlete. And right. Course, and than and, and they found and the kid, you know, Oleg looks just like him. It's a very big resemblance. And the movie is well told. The only thing I will say about this film that that's negative is that it, it the pacing. It, it just it takes the tone goes between uh, just a classic historical biopic, and then it goes between dramatic. Um, it take it got a very slow middle. I think they could have taken more of a straight line to telling this guy's story. He's basically a dancer. He becomes prominent. He runs into problems with his own people, and then he has to make a very, very unfortunate and sad choice that nobody should have to make, but several did. The Cold War made everybody paranoid, especially the United States, Russia, everybody. You know what came to who had the nuclear weapons, who was going to get the upper hand in the war. Right. So if you wanted to go. Dance here, dance there, socialize with the French, socialize with them. They didn't like that. And so in the end... But it's fine if he did it with the French, just yes, not the Americans. not the Americans. But in this one, he makes a bunch of American friends and French friends, and they don't like that. They don't like that he just goes off and does this stuff. So Rudolf Nureyev... Well, he died kind of young. He, he, he had, did. He had AIDS, didn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he, 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 he got AIDS. that. They don't cover he was that in the very movie. Promiscuous. They cover right up until he defects. Okay, that, that so is that, the I was, that was my next question. And really... That scene, for me, really helped them. The, there's two great things about this movie, maybe three. One, Oleg Ivenko is, is a, has a star-making performance as, as Rudolf, I mean, Nureyev. I mean, it's not an easy role. He had to do all the dancing. He has to convince you that he's this arrogant yet talented young man that you'll root for. Number two, the end scene, the defection at the, train, at the bus station in France, it is tense. It's like Argo finale. Mm. Intense. Or like the movie with Tom Hanks about the bridge. Yeah. With a it's just bridge like of that spies. Because yeah. you have him sitting with a couple Russian operatives, kind of uh, guys that are attached to him. Then you have her, his friend, who is French, trying to get the police at the train st- at the bus station to help him. Now, and it's all very tense. Now, do you think that, act- like Argo, do you think that was all for the camera? Or do you think, because Argo didn't happen that way. They didn't, it didn't happen they, that way. They, they, but, they made it more dramatic. This right. one, I think Do you that, think this happened that way? I, I, I think the way that they, it's a very delicately filmed scene. It's not like very dramatic. Not tense. And, and it's very, well, it's slow building. Mm-hmm. It's a slow burn. I think it did happen this way. I mean, I, I, I could read up. I, I think maybe they added some dramatics in the end. But just the fact that they don't just rush it, it's like a 20-minute sequence. Wow. And so... It's and very... Ray, no, Ray has been in films like that, so like 
he knows he knows how to Wraith, film. Yeah. yeah. And, and really, he's really good as Pushkin. He he plays a very mild mannered but very kind of hardened uh, ballet teacher who has a very big impact on him, but also sees a kid who may get himself in trouble. So and and of course Ray Fiennes who just whenever he walks on the screen is just an assured, trusted presence. He's aging well. He is, and he's so good in everything. And and he and, and he has a, a very great Russian accent here. I mean, he just he fits into this role perfectly. He directed another film, a Shakespeare film called Coriolanus, and it's fabulous. Did he do the Invisible too? The Invisible. I, th- I thought he did. He did three films. It, um, but Gerard Invin- Butler. That's the only Gerard Butler I like is Coriolanus. <laughs> he's done three films. This is his third. I will say uh, again, you know, Ivinko's good. Uh, F- Ray Fiennes is is it is really shows some good directing chops for his third film. He doesn't do anything too showy or too fancy. He just tells the story straight. And number three, that very tense finale. So I do recommend it, but I will tell you that it gets very slow in the middle. They kind of trimmed off about ten minutes. Yeah. Well, back back then, Nuriev was the it boy. He was tabloid. He was yeah, hanging out Nureyev, with. Yeah. Uh, the studio That's 54. the kind of name you just kind of saying people go, oh, yep, I know who he is. Right, mm-hmm. and and this he came first, then Barishnikov. Right, but um, who was also an action star. And there's yes. a lot of, and, <laughs> and you can tell that, that this movie's got a lot of European vibes. There's a, the, even the way the the sex scenes are filmed and the nudity. It's very sublime and and, and restrained, but it's also at the same time it's very direct. Just like the the the, the foreign film. Yes, he was just... he was fluid towards both sexes as far yes. as the sexuality. He yes. was. He yes. was not. Uh, he was not gay or metrosexual. He was omnisexual. Like yeah, bisexual. he's just, yeah bisexual. He'll sleep with anything. Um, he there's, will. St- there's stories Including about himself. him. <laughs> there's stories about him when he stayed at the Chase Park Plaza when he played at the Muni. He and danced it, at the Muni with the Royal Ballet. And that's the thing. 1978. He, he's a very. Again, he's a very sharp-looking guy. He kind of reminded me of the boxer Gennady Golovkin, just the way he looked. But um, it's uh, his performance really. Because if you if he doesn't if you don't have the if you pick somebody who's too well known to play it fails if you pick somebody who can't really be convincing enough it fails so you need the right blend of authenticity and also somebody who could do the dance uh, they tried to make Rudolf Nureyev into a movie star and he was the lead in the Rudolf Valentino movie Valentino there you go. opposite Michelle Phillips but I will say the, the movie Phillips. the movie yeah. is titled The White Crow it is opening this weekend at Landmark Theaters in the St. Louis area and why is it The White Crow is that what that, that is what he was called when he was growing up because he had a very rough childhood with his you know not not really being separated from his mom and dad. Yeah, wasn't he like a, he was born in thirty eight? He was so. born in thirty eight, and and you see scenes War of his time. growing up. His father was a soldier, and you know he, he wasn't home a lot. And when he did get home, he didn't really he wasn't really the greatest dad. And his mom was kind of that oppressed oppressed woman that kind of had to do whatever the dad said when when he came home. But uh, he was called the White Crow where he grew up, so that's kind of how he got that. But it's a it's a very it's an inspiring tale. I mean, the end of this movie, the, the decision that he makes, it should inspire anybody, no matter what country you're from. And I think uh, Olga Ivanko is an actor you should keep an eye out for. And I'm ready for Ray Fiennes' fourth film because he's got a a very restrained yet assured touch behind the camera. Good eye. Well, yeah. let's yeah. let's backtrack a week. You saw the Ted Bundy. I did. Netflix I did. I, I did not watch the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. The director of that does this movie. Oh and gosh, I'm gonna look it up. It's right. a very you, weird title. It's extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. That's it's, what his girlfriend said about him. That is what the and judge it's based also on told the book, him. Right? It's based her on book. Yes. her book. Her yeah. book. 
Um, the, the, she the girlfriend she is off played the by Lily Collins, mm-hmm. uh, who Phil's did daughter. A, a to the Bone, uh, a Netflix film with Keanu Reeves and, that was really mirror, mirror with the mirror. Snow White. And let me just tell you something. I mean, I the reason I wanted to watch this movie was when it was announced that Zac Efron was playing him. I was one of the few that was really for it because I think this kid he's good. He's he is not. Good. He's not. Well, let's just put it this way. He's not Robert Pattinson, but he's he he's you gonna, mean Batman. Hey, uh, oh, you little punk. <laughs> Uh, but he makes this film great because there's been a bunch of Ted Bundy movies and a bunch of documentaries. But he, and, I, and I'll tell you what, it's it's his movie star looks, but it's also the way that he doesn't overplay the character. A lot of what Ted Bundy's story is almost darkly humorous, the way that he defended himself what? in court. Well, no, no, d- d- just the defense he had. It oh. was almost like he, well, he was insane, yes. essentially. And the way that he defended himself, murderer. there is kind of a not a very blatant, darkly humorous tip, but just the way that he was just defiant to the end, to the very end, about him doing it and, and, and how he did it. Uh, and uh, the, he was quite the ladies' man. He and was. He still, and that's how he killed them he all. Still the, only, gets... the only actor I think that looks just like him is Scoot McNary. I think in those pictures, I go, man, that's, that looks just like Scoot. But Zac Efron, is, this is—he's almost too pretty. He—he's almost, but they—they kind of—they—they—they rough him up a little bit. They—they age him a little bit. Really? And I think it helps because I still see him in like Neighbors. He looks like a teen model. Still. They, they, I met him when he they, was in town. They—they they do something McLeod, to. They, they put McLeod a little movie. makeup on him. That his look—he's still a very they gave him good looking man. Yeah, give him a little bags. And they just do a little. They add a couple wrinkles to his cheeks. He had the most beautiful eyes. Of, but uh... I will say this: this is the movie that should move Zac Efron into a serious conversation of being able to not just do teen comedies and the High School Musicals, but he can handle a role. This is not an easy role to play. This is a role that well, could have been. I think once he started to do Neighbors, he was out of the Disney. World. Yeah, well, but when he but hosted even SNL, then, he he's was still good. in that safe zone of, of comedies. Right, and, and this yeah. is where he he uses those. But see, in using those looks and that ability to be kind of humorous in a, in a, in a very dark way he pulls that from those so other movies you're saying, into playing ted bundy you're saying he can be successful in romantic comedies he can and comedies and now dramatic now dramas work. because I'm, there's a scene towards the end where his girlfriend goes to see him in prison and just without any dialogue the look on on efron's face when she's because she's begging him to tell you know did you do it tell me did you do it and the way that he answers her the way he does it without any dialogue, it just blew me away. I mean, because the movie, it, it, it's good, but it's kind of a by-the-numbers thing of what he did. It's from her perspective, but it's still a Ted Bundy movie. But his performance picks the rest of the movie up and goes, you need to watch this. Because this is the beginning of Zac Efron. I can't wait to see it. The uh, uh, When I was working at Suburban He's Journals. He's a talented kid. He mm. was, uh, that's when they fried him in Florida at the electric chair. And, uh, this girl that I worked with, she is convinced her that girlfriend he was, was no. Oh. her girlfriend was being trying to be picked up by him. They were on spring break in Colorado. Oh wow! And they were at this. And that's bar. where it really started for him. That's yeah. where he got in trouble. He ran those two stop signs. Yeah, and and he had a V. He had a VW little VW. Yep. So they knew and, aspects about the case. And uh, she said there was this guy hitting on her girlfriend, and she wanted to go back to the where they were staying and he was trying to convince her girlfriend to go with him. So blocking her saved her life. Because really in the end of the movie, there are 30 registered 
known victims, but they say there could be many, many more. Oh, yeah. And so she said... And they put those names on the screen, by the way. When they were walking out of the bar to go to where they were staying, his VW was following them Mm. slowly. Because that's kind of what he did. I mean, he he would pick the girls up by having some kind of disability, a cast on his arm, or some kind of rough story from from what he has been dealing with, and he'd lure them back to his car or away from a public place, and that's when... And you you don't see a lot of the carnage. You see him hit one woman over the head with a crowbar, but that is about as much as it gets. Because you see how he did it. He lured her out to his car, and he's like, yeah, and he pops his trunk, and he hits her with a crowbar. And that's basically what you do. And just, I mean, I knew what he did, but I didn't know the detailed gore that he, what he, what he did with these women. It's terrible, but... I mean, Zach Efron, again, I mean, we've true seen... True crime. People we, want to we, watch true yeah, crime. Yeah, we do. And we've yeah. seen, again, we've seen a lot of Ten Bundy stuff, but I think Zach Efron puts a face to it as far as the movies. Well, that's good. Well, he's still getting, you know, Ted Bundy got all those letters. And, and also, it. It, it does yeah, have that, we, I will say, it kind of has that Netflix film kind of sheen well, to it. It's well, like, okay, this is a Netflix movie. Lynn saw the other Netflix film yes. out this week, Wine Country, Tina Fey and uh, Amy Poehler. It is. Does it, does it have Maya Rudolph? It does. I don't like her. And it has, um, who is the blonde girl who I don't know? Amy Poehler? Uh, pa- uh, Paula no. Pell, who is hilarious. Paula Pell. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, there is, um, it's it's very formulaic. It's a girl's really? trip. It's a girl's trip. Is it kind there. of like the Diane Keaton Palms movie? Very formulaic, very by the numbers. Yes. Well, Rachel Dratch is going to turn uh, 50? 50. And so Amy Poehler is this manic super organized person oh my gosh she's playing leslie nope yeah who (laughs) schedules the whole trip she has an itinerary she gives everybody and they play variations of people and i'm trying to turn this this is the reason this is the reason that amy poehler and tina fey were on saturday night live with emma thompson so they could plug and that's why amy poehler said hey wine country she said that to plug their movie and I'm one that's of the, why i'm one of the few people that don't like maya rudolph i don't like amy poehler but i like tina fey well uh they all play these uh, very very different women you know they all have a certain type mm-hmm. and they're all best friends they're all stereotypes because they worked together at a pizza place. What? When they were younger. <laughs> oh, oh, when they were kids. When okay. They were, well, that, that makes much more sense. Say. Like, so, what are these forty-year-old well, women? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> and Anna. You Gast- own the pizza place. No, no and so Anna Gastire is the high-powered career woman mm-hmm. that doesn't That's think she for originally got invited, and she's always on her phone. And she has a chain of pizza places called Cutie Pies. Oh. And. Uh, there are parts that are funny. Tina so they go to Faye. Napa. They go yeah, to Napa. they go to Napa. And they Tina get drunk. Faye. And they drink a lot of wine. And the one, Do they find the out one, stuff about their past? Uh, and the one girl, well, they all, you know, are fighting and all that stuff. And they all Was reveal it about stuff. about men? Yeah. And then... And then Terrible uh, men. Uh, uh, Rebecca, um, Rebecca. Rachel Dratch is married to a guy named Brian who they all hate. And at one time she says, she goes, you guys don't like Brian? And they're like, oh no, we, oh no, Brian. But they all talk about how mm-hmm. Brian's not going to do anything for her 50th birthday. And he just sits at the couch and plays video games. Nice. And typical and so guy on movies. All, and, yeah. and Amy Poehler's divorced. And there's all these things what? that in, in the movie, you know, and she, which is her real life. And, you know, with Will Arnett and Archie. And, uh, she also has, so, and Paula Pell is this lesbian who hits on their waitress, Jade, and then and Jade does an art show where a lot of the art is based on Fran Drescher, the nanny. What? 
it's it really takes odd turns but the one character that's so funny she didn't want to be there and she's real negative the whole time because of course they have to have one of those and uh, they're at this wine uh, winery and she says to the woman who's telling them about wine you guys talk about a lot about wine around here and the girl, <laughs> the girl looks at her like it's napa Mm-hmm. You know, so it's very stereotypical and it's very um, has things. But Jason Schwartzman is such a bright He's back. Spot. Wow. He hasn't been around. In a I while. know. Well, he plays because, this because uh, <laughs> Wes Anderson hasn't done anything. in a while. Yeah. Right, he yeah. plays this chef slash bus driver slash kind of hipster hippie he's, he's touring them around yes he's touring them around and he's going to make this paella that's going to take a long time and he's got squid and he's doing this whole thing with the squid and then he starts sleeping with all the ladies all of them? <laughs> i don't know if all of them but enough but enough of them and then they all have the aches and pains of 50 year old people and they're all talking about things we didn't say before and they one girl brought molly but they don't know if they should take it because it might interact with the drugs that they're already taking further <laughs> because they're older right. so it's just one of those amy poehler wrote it tina fey plays a weird character she's not in on the fun mm. she plays the woman who who rented out oh, she has a cameo her her place and she's like a tough guy she talks like this and she's like the handyman and she goes around and she talks about how many houses she owns and how rich she is and and uh how she doesn't want to hear their story and 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 then she tells them if anybody says um if you don't mind me saying this or, or you know she goes Save it's gonna come up yeah mm-hmm. so anyway that's what it is it's a woman movie. don't go see it that's kind of what you we do here we save you time it. or we, we mm-hmm. instruct you <laughs> yeah you guys would hate it because you would just be like <laughs> is oh. there any nudity or anyone gets shot in the face yeah oh, or, no. or, or, or or as my dad would say is there any killing <laughs> Yeah, I think guys, this is one of those where just I recommend a TV show ladies. to my dad. I, just I, I, I let have to the go. Ladies. I have yes. to go. He goes, "Hey, Dad, you should watch this series. It's called Ballers with the Rock." Does he kill anybody? No. Okay, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> well, it's a lot of wine drinking, a lot of uh, what is it called? Self reflection. Is it mm-hmm. something to put on while I'm on my phone? They no, I don't think you'd no. like it at all. Gosh, they all that. have faults, but then they realize their faults and they try to make them better. You know, and it's. I hear there's a lot of inside jokes in there. It might be. <laughs> it probably is, and I wouldn't get them because I don't know they're all friends. So that's on uh, that. And then um, Directv has movies we've seen before, mm-hmm. and we talked about them, so we don't really have to. But if you want to see The Upside or Greta or How to Train Your Dragon Three, you should see three. Those are on, and then um, I think they come out on DVD next week. The Upside, it, it's a decent film, but The Untouchables, the French film it's based on, is a lot better. Mm. Yeah, you're right. We even voted for that St. Louis Film Critics as our very, very film well of the done year. film that kind of hit me out of nowhere. And, and and if you're just in the mood to watch some classic horror movies that were really good last year, Amazon Prime's running Hereditary, Quiet Place, and Annihilation. And of course, the new uh, the Hereditary director's film Midsommar looks creepy as heck. Yeah. There, the, the trailer was last night. Is it kind of like the village with the horror twist? I, I'm not sure. We've all been waiting for you. Waiting that for ma, you. <laughs> that ma, that ma movie looks ma is terrible. Monday. We're gonna see that next week. Is it Monday? Yeah. Oh, I'm, watching, the, I'm watching. I'm no watching the the Jim Jarmusch. Uh, Jim Jarmusch. Jim Jarmusch zombie film on right. Tuesday. So am I. And, and I'm daytime. watching Aladdin on Monday it's night. Wednesday. Is Wednesday it Wednesday morning? I thought it was Wednesday, uh, Tuesday morning. 
I think it's weird. Inside Baseball, everybody. There you go. They can't hear. Okay, they, yeah. they can't go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. On DVD right now, we... Uh, Let's see. Cole, pursuit does to Liam Neeson <laughs> one where he he got in trouble Skip for it. his press. He's not. He said he's not going to do these anymore. And then he did him. And, 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 still and, doing and them. I watched it for everybody, and I took that bullet to the chest. Watch Taken instead. Uh, happy and, Death Day to you. See it. I loved it. I watched the first one. I haven't watched the second one. It's I, it's a continuation. It, first of all, you think it's not going to. They start to the with a different character. The first one is smart. The second one, the first one's a horror movie. The second one is a science fiction movie oh. with with horror in it as well. Oh. And they're going to probably make a third one. Oh. I enjoyed. I'm, I'm enjoying the series. Well, they're low budget too, so they right. can easily make them. So well, they're well done. They're well done. The first. 10, 15 minutes make you think that they're going in a totally different direction because they don't feature the main character from the first one at all. Oh. And then all of a sudden, the Boom. whole... Kicks in. It, well, I need it, well, to watch the whole these. switch gets flipped. And it's, it's... The first one is very smart, and the second one builds upon that. It makes me want to be happy for what they're going to do to the next one because the first one was a take on horror films, and she doesn't even... At the end, she's like, oh, Groundhog Day. She doesn't know what Groundhog Day, and then the second one's in Back to the Future. She doesn't know what Back to the Future is. So, because she's a millennial, or no, she's not, she's Generation Z. She hasn't oh. seen these movies. They're those are classics to her. Yeah. And so she doesn't know what Groundhog Day. She doesn't know what Back to the Future is, even though you'd think that she would. Yeah, but maybe. it it, I I thought it was very smart, and I enjoyed both of those movies. Okay. Well, uh, there's some original programming on Amazon right now. Uh, the Vigilante, or is that Directv? The Vigilante uh, starring uh, Olivia Wilde. She's back after having children with Jason Sudeikis. See, that's on DirecTV. It's exclusively on that, so I haven't been so able it's to watch on, it. So it's on the audience channel. Then. Yeah. It kind of looks yeah. like the, the Jodie Foster film where she kind of took it into her own hands. Mm. And have you guys heard about this Johnny Depp one that's exclusive to no. The Professor? No. I, I just not. saw when I was researching what's on DirecTV. I didn't think he was up. still making movies. Did yeah. anyone see Fighting With... Oh, you saw Fighting... That's on That's on DVD already? I, yeah. I really, I really liked with it. My Family. Yeah, it came out came out two three months ago. It came out early in the year. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It, it, it's produced by the, the Rock. Watched this documentary of this British wrestling family, and he decided to make it into a movie. And he said, "Stephen Merchant, you're the yeah, guy to do and, this." And, and, and I think he did that because Stephen Merchant brought a lot of comedy to it. Because there was a lot of like hard knock British comedy. Um, One of the see, creators. Nick Frost of the is office. in it. Plays the dad. Lena Headey from Game of Thrones plays the, the mother. And Vince Vaughn plays the wrestling coach. And then The Rock has a cameo. It's a very invigorating and funny story. And even though it is a WWE film, yeah. it's still good. It's still good, yeah. I mean, I, I think the story of the first like female wrestler to win a belt. I, I hate to give them any money, especially after what uh, John Oliver again said, how what a horrible person Vince McMahon is. I yeah, hate to give is. them money. I know. But but the, this woman, see, the, it's a it's a good uh, it's a little bit more of a subversion to that idea is that she made Vince McMahon kind of change the women's division of right. wrestling, and they they they've been being a lot better she about that. She was like that. the Ronda Rousey of wrestling. And, Ronda and Rousey basically made made MMA female fighters get headlining fights, get paid more. Paige did that again, for wrestling. But then again, Paige had to retire because of the injuries that she had. And well, she had, the, she had the condition before, though. It, okay. was a, it was a neck condition. Well, she the, that's the whole thing about John Oliver saying that they, he did, Vince doesn't pay for any of their medicals. No, and, no. They're, and they're not on their contracts. They're... Uh, 
they're basically indentured servants. They're not really employees. Yeah. It's it's, it's, it's it's a big antitrust. It's an inspiring thing. movie though, and it's also very fun too. And and, and there's a lot of comedy too. I just it. don't want to give Vince any money. I'll wait till it's on something that I'm already paying I'll for. Wait, I'll wait for their screener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking Apollo of things 11. already paid for, well, Apollo 11 is on uh, DVD now, and I saw it at the IMAX. I really encourage people to see it on, on the, the biggest big screen, screen possible. But if you have if a friend it, that has a home theater, but yeah, if but if you're a NASA nerd, you're gonna love it. Never before footage really tells the story well. It's so inspiring. Is Tom Hanks in it? No, <laughs> no. But uh, it has all this insight. Like when they are landing, you really feel them doing this, and you really feel. Do they have like the, quotes from Buzz and Neil? And yeah, it's 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 so much detail. It's awesome in in how much they found all this footage mm. that they never that Michael Collins had in his home <laughs> that they never before saw, and so it's so when when they're going down, they go you know, 12 feet. No, no, no. You really feel like, oh my God. That's cool. How That's his good. story it's too bad is. all that was faked in a movie <laughs> And, and it like shows the first the man and, landing and, sequence. Oh, that was pretty it, good. It's, it's so well done. Especially. So, uh, would, you, would you rather watch Apollo 11 or First Man? Mm-hmm. I, I was one of the people that liked First Man. But I, I liked think it, but for, it was slow. Yeah, I think for the whole effect of its place in history, you have to see Apollo 11. Okay. Yeah. I think I agree, and because it's, it's not be, just about Neil. Yeah, and it's going to be fifty. Who didn't really have a lot of personality. I mean, it, no. I mean, Claire Voy kind of stole that film from Ryan Gosling. But it shows them, you know, in quarantine, mm-hmm. and it shows everything. But just the whole tension of how that trip was, and it it just has such detail, and it shows the all the aspects. It shows the control people, the astronauts. Oh, so it's got Houston. And then the crowd, the massive crowd. Did they talk about that uh, dish that they had to put in Australia too? Because for they had to put a dish in Australia. There's a movie about it. It's one of Corcoran's favorite, J.C. Corcoran's favorite movies. Oh yeah, it's it's got the it's uh, got Sam Neill. Yeah, yeah. They they had to put a dish in uh, Australia because there was a dead spot and they had to put a dish there to get an auxiliary mm. seal and there's a whole movie about that. Yeah, and it's all about like this, they're splashing down, you see all that? Because a lot of times they just cut when they get to the moon mm-hmm. and then everybody having the Yay, big party. And then, but this is actually like after What they have. Yep. And, Getting and, back uh, and then... Show, and, and that was very tense too. Yeah. You know, when they... Uh, so, so it's really good and July 20th is going to be the 50th anniversary. Yep. So this is just very apropos. I interviewed a guy that grew up in O'Fallon, Illinois, that was the spacesuit technician. Ooh. He's the one that saw, he died last year at age 102, <coughs> and he's the one that saw the astronauts, the last person to see them when they closed the capsule. Oh, wow. Because he had to make, make sure, sure that their suits were good. And his stories were remarkable, and it was one of my favorite stories mm-hmm. I ever had to do. Well, he's in the beginning helping them with oh. their suits, the real guy. So I got so, to see him young and in, in action. Nice. Yeah. Are you gonna, they should rerun that in July. I know. I think yes, so. Yes, I know. They I, I, well, it's CNN Films. <laughs> oh. So don't you think? Well, they'll probably run yeah. it that day. And they'll probably have a big to-do about it. And then there's one more, Never Look Italy. Uh, never look away. Oh, no, that's that that's word is away. It looks sorry. like never look Italy. It's a German movie. Oh. I don't think we saw it. I put that down there thinking maybe we uh, it was a screening. I saw yeah. I I saw a nonfiction the other day. We're going to talk about that in July, uh, in June. It doesn't open up 
until June 7th in there St. Louis. Is it the Echoes? It's the no, that's the uh, it's the uh, Juliet Binoche. Uh, it's the guy who did Clouds of and Personal Shopper. Oh, okay. Well, you have. But to he tell does me a lot it. of, and it's all in French, and it's all it's very talky. All right. Well, uh, one of the the things that's going on now. Speaking of streaming, that I don't have Hulu, but maybe I do have it because I just found out Spotify people have Hulu. So here, all along, no, I've been but the, Hulu's Hulu. putting all of their stuff online, all their original stuff online, just like you couldn't watch Family Guy or you couldn't watch um, um, anything. Yeah. Like they they have like their reruns. You couldn't watch The Simpsons on there. But now I think they're releasing all their stuff so people can see it. And this is the George Clooney yeah, the six part, six parts, and he's yeah. in it too. Yeah. yeah. So but, that's very fascinating. Well, so, so you guys haven't started it yet? I have not seen it. Comes off as like the, the Coen Brothers dark comedy take on. You the, see, the, I didn't like this, the last thing yeah. that he did that started out as a Coen Brothers thing that yeah. didn't. Well, what was that with Hail the, Caesar? No, no, no. I like that one. It was the one with. Uh, Matt Damon and he was the insurance guy. Oh, it was guy. terrible. It was sub, awful. Sub something. Sub, subterranean? No, uh, no. Suburbia? Suburbia. Yeah. Um, no, it was subterranean. It was bad. Uh, it, no. was, it, it started out as a Coen Brothers project, and then so Clooney bad. took it over, and it was—you could tell exactly where the Coen Brothers wanted to go, and then what Clooney Suburbicon. added. Suburbicon. Oh, Suburbicon. Oh, yeah. it, it was seventeen. Because it, it had that bad. Noah kid from A Quiet it was Place. Just, that's so good. It's such not a good. Dull movie. It, it you can tell what parts the Coens had and what yeah. parts that Clooney added himself. The whole racist neighbor thing, yeah. that was all Clooney. The whole uh, insurance fraud, that was Coen Brothers. Yeah. I could I, you could just tell. Unless yeah. I'm wrong about it, hey, I could be, but I you, you can well, tell. I yeah. didn't care for the 1970 movie directed by Mike Nichols. I just and Alan it. Arkins. I yeah, I remember and, and, that movie. Uh, Anthony but see, Perkins. That's the thing with a book like that. You needed. You you need something more than a two hour film. Yes, and yes. but I don't know if you need that. Six I don't parts. know. You know, six parts. Well, Clooney also did that sixties failsafe on TV, the black and white. And yeah, that was not good. That was not good. Can, so I can boost your voice. I know. It I'm was sorry. Not good. I was just saying because you know I I mean Clooney usually is so great, but it's like you don't want to say it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he it. takes he takes on passion projects that sometimes. Yeah, but failsafe the movie is not bad the original is not why would with henry fonda why would you yeah. remake well, that i know and they i think they did it live didn't well, they so the, it was black i know and they white. did 12 angry men it was so boring it was so, but it wasn't no it wasn't 12 angry men no but, all right so no, let, so then then uh, what do we have we have next week we, we have to well we have to talk about the biggest news in film yes i okay. kind of spoiled it i didn't know you guys were keeping it to this part right well, now uh, Robert Pattinson, who we are all fans of, and we've mm-hmm. talked highly of him many times on this show. The Batman. Batman. The Batman. And Matt Reeves' movie, which will come out sometime in the next seven years. I mean, in well, 2021. Yeah, but, 2021. Okay. Which timeline is this going this to be? This is going to have to be a very younger Batman. He, no, he is he's the youngest Batman. So is it not going to be... Is it not part of the DCU right now? No, no, I... The DCU has been blown up, and really, I mean, a lot of the bad fleck is not going to do it anymore. No, so now that that the, 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 so this the whole Batman, thing, so Wonder Woman doesn't like the matter. Joker, the the Joaquin Phoenix one was not part of the DCU, so this is Venom not be is either. not part. Well, that's nope. it, Marvel anyway. Yeah, 
But this is going to be a separate take. I mean, I think I Matt see. Reeves has made that very clear. What started out as a Matt Reeves film, uh, what started out as a Ben Affleck written and directed and starring film, has now turned into a Matt Reeves written and directed. Isn't and it like a prequel? Pattinson. It's a okay. young Batman. We, we, we have not seen this yet. So that is the most intriguing thing. I like Matt Reeves. He did let me in. You know, he did, did the plan the plan of the, of the Rise of the Apes. That those are good movies. Let and me in, so, which is a foreign remake. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And Robert because Pattinson doing movies like Good Time and Damsel, and doing a movie like High Life this year. He takes a lot of challenges. He's got and, the chin for it. He does, and he also has the, the height as well. The brooding and the, the seriousness, because you need a good actor to play this role. Because Batman is, you know, uh, he's troubled. He's, he's, he's a, very he's a sad troubled. Dude. Oh, when when Michael Keaton's hanging upside down, and mm-hmm. yeah. And then Christian Bale. Bale's all brooding and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think it's a good choice. A lot of people are slamming it, and I'm like, clearly, you haven't seen any of they his also later ones. They slammed Daniel wife. Craig. They slammed Heath Ledger. They slammed yeah. Ben Affleck. The trolls. And he was just fine. He as was Batman. just fine with those scripts. And another thing in movie news is uh, for. Us, us people who like Paul Newman, it's Paul Newman month on Turner TCM. Classic Movies. Oh, please play so, Color of Money, Cool Hand Luke, and Road to Perdition. Well, and yeah. nobody's. Full. But you should watch The Hustle too. The Hustle. Uh, the Hustle. If and, you're gonna and, watch uh, Cool, if you're gonna watch Color of Money, watch The Hustle first. HUD. Oh my God. All of his H movies. Oh nobody's yeah, his full, H. One of his best and final roles. It is. I thought he should have won the Oscar that should. year. And uh, they're showing his Tennessee Williams Sweet Bird of Youth. Mm. I love all those ones where he's the hunk in the in he's the hunk near he do was well. A hunk. He's the hunk near do well in the South. Those are great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, so uh, Lynn we, got to meet Jeff Daniels. Yes, yes. yes. And I surprised the hell out of him by telling my Letterman story, because uh, we fortunately lucked out. We went to see To Kill a Mockingbird, which is. So powerful, so good, so relevant. It's Aaron Sorkin's uh, uh, version. Version, of course. There's and the Jeff Daniels Aaron Sorkin connection. It's so well done. Is well there a lot of walk and talk? And he doesn't have. He can't do a walk and talk on that stage. Uh, there, there, there is a walk and talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Bartlett Shear directed it, and he's one of the most famous directors uh, in Broadway. Considered one of the most original. If you ever see a play and people are moving around and they're doing the scenery and they're moving the mm-hmm. furniture and they start the scene before everything's set and everything, that's Bartlett Shear. Bartlett Shear moves people around. He's doing that. So it's uh, it's traditional To Kill a Mockingbird, but it also is very effective. <laughs> uh, the words all rise, take on new meaning. That's, that's Aaron Sorkin's thing about the justice system and we should celebrate being in a democracy even though this trial obviously has issues yes and uh the 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 children are older and the maid has a bigger part in it the housekeeper calpurnia so yes so so it's uh it's very interesting but uh we were waiting for there was an actor from chicago jeff still he's one of the steppenwolf people uh and uh he uh i was gonna just talk to him after the show so we went to stage door first of all i never go to the stage door i people i interview all these people coming David. at the fox you know and and i just think i'm not gonna do that because you know you're not that person you know so we were standing right there jeff daniels came out first 
And we were like, oh, my goodness. Well, why, why not? So we went up with our programs. It was raining, which is why we think there were hardly anybody there. So he was talking. That's so, why he came so, out first. Yeah. So the person that was next to me, she was a fangirl, and she was practically in tears. She was just going crazy over him. You. And she was like, I've seen newsroom all two times you know i watched him twice and he looks at her and he goes twice why would you watch and he goes he goes have you seen west wing you should watch that (laughs) but then he was real nice to her he was like pleasure to meet you and everything because she was just going crazy about him and then uh so he came over to us and he signed and i said we're from st louis and he goes st louis and i said i remember when you told david letterman your story of bringing your family down from michigan to go to six flags and he looked at me and he said, I did. <laughs> you remember that? Because I didn't. <laughs> you know, and he just was so sure shocked that I brought that up because I thought, well, that's the only St. Louis connection I could bring up to him. That was like, I remember you told this story. And he said, I looked at those people and wondered, why are you reproducing? <laughs> and that was even before they had a water park. <laughs> yeah. All right. Danny, okay, so, Danny's got to go. Yeah. So next go. week. So next week we, Ma, have, uh, we have Ma Aladdin. What is this guy Richie uh, directing? I don't. It, it's either going to be incredibly Cloud Atlas bad, or it's going to be good. And I'm not sold on Will Smith as no. Okay, well, I'm, I, I'm going to miss it because that will be Game Six of the Blues playoffs. Yeah, and I'll I mean, miss it too because I have tickets. You know what? Just because Carl reminded me of Blues, I'm going to miss it too. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Gemini Man later on in October of Will Smith instead. I have to go pay for it. I'm going to go see Ma, and, the, and and then we'll also see the uh, Jim Jarmusch film. And I'm also going to watch I don't uh, think the Jim Jarmusch film's coming out until no, the middle of no, June. It comes out, yeah. This is an early screening. It's coming out, I think, in a, a couple weeks. And it's it's a zombie movie. Yes. Yes. I'm with a watch with Adam big Driver. cast. I'm going um, to watch a Photograph. For next week I, i'm gonna watch photograph i've got the link already and then there's echoes in the canyon about all of my favorite mu- music groups uh, having an impact on laurel canyon hmm. in the late 60s buffalo springfield yeah those look pretty good oh that's my wheel that's that's my my uh that's my your groups. jam that's my jams those are the the lps i had well until then and, well Mitchell. hold on a second i oh. want to and i want to say this again Better than any of the movies we've talked about this week, Come From Away is at the Fox right now. You should go see it. It's an amazing play about how on September 11th, 2001, a Canadian city took 38 planes that were flying into the United States and because of restricted airspace, they... A town of nine thousand doubled in one day. Yeah, isn't and it they, like seven thousand people? They stayed for five days before they could go home, and it's the story of the people. That it's a twelve-person cast. Everyone's playing at least five roles, and it's a musical, and it is great. It is probably the best thing I've seen in a long time. Go Gander see it at the Fox. Yeah, Gander, and you should see it. It's better than any of the films that we've talked about today. So go see that at the Fox of Yen. It lost, it won Best Direction for the Tonys. It lost to Dear Evan Hansen, which makes me think that Dear Evan Hansen is going to be great when it comes here in the fall. Oh, yeah, that's right. And and if you see a clip from Come From Away, you start crying because it looks so it is, good. It is really, it's only 90 minutes, no intermission. That's what I hear. Love it. And also, it plays till uh, May 26th. So go see it. So you have to get your tickets. And I did see The Prom, which is St. Louis-based oh, producers. yes. And uh, Ryan Murphy is making the movie for Netflix. Really? So, yeah, Jack Lane of Stages St. Louis is and, one of the uh, producers. Jerry and Judy 
Kent and uh, some Stages. of the some of the Belleville people are that I know. I'm doing a big article about it. Andrew Coleman from Stages, prom, prom, Joe Grandy. The from prom's Fairy probably going to win best uh, best musical. This I hope year. so. I saw it. It's so fun. It is so fun, and it has Muni favorites: Beth Level, Christopher Cyber. Ooh, I like him, and uh, Brooks and her. Ashman because Manskas. I've never seen him before, but he is hilarious, and I hope he wins the Tony. <laughs> so. Anyway, so now we can go. Now we can go. And happy birthday, Bill, Pol- Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton. Paxton. R.I.P. You can find me on Twitter and the Instagram underscore Carl the Intern. My name is Carl Middleman. And you can hear me every Saturday night on Max on Movie, except not this week because of soccer or golf or something. There's some sporting event that's knocking us off this week. Uh, it might be Memphis Redbirds. Oh, okay. And then Dan, you can find him. At KSTK News, and also every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on the Frank Opinion Show, large morning show in the afternoon on KFNS, and also St. Louis Game Time, delivering blistering takes about NHL referees. Except not tonight's game, but for... Possibly, game. yeah. Or the, it's Tuesday's, Tuesday's game. The next, hopefully, the Tuesday game that we get. Yes. So, it's going to happen. Well, I'm on all the socials, and I my movie reviews are in Webster Kirkwood Times, West End Word, South County Times, timesnewspapers.com, and I can be heard on KTRS every Thursday night usually in the 10 o'clock hour with Jay Kanzler and Ray Hartman and I'm probably on another see you next week (laughs) (laughs) bye bye have a wonderful sunny weekend